Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. As always, if you don't know by now, you better ask somebody. It's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand, posted up in front of his microphone stand. Tell him who you am, my friend. Kind of creepy. I know why. You have your little group therapy sessions in broad daylight. The Batman. <laughs> What's going on, man? It's your boy Savage O'Malley, aka Big Skis, aka Fuck Sam Malone. <laughs> Sammy Malone, huh? Mayday? Mayday. AKA Mayday O'Malley. I kind of like that. O'Malley. I think that's it right there. That's 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 locked. That's a lock. From now on, I may just refer to you as Mayday. Mayday O'Malley. And then in May, we just celebrate the whole yeah, month. Yeah, that's that, man. Break out the cornhole boards. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's Mayday, baby. Let's go. Hey, speaking of which, let's see. Let's see. Today. This episode, right now, dropping February 27th. Yes. Which means, I can tell you this, that two days ago, I participated in a cornhole tournament. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. How do you think you're going to do? How do I think I'm going to do <laughs> yeah. with... Uh... Oh, you nasty. That's right. In the future, if we could predict oh. the future and talk about how you I'm think ta- We're talking go. a top... 10 performance. Okay, nice. Top 10. Out of all your cornhole tournaments you've ever been in, this yeah. is going to hit the top 10. Uh, no, we're going to be top 10 okay, in the you. tournament. Got you. That's what I'm predicting. Predictions of a top 10. Absolutely. Like in addition, two days prior to today, if you're listening on Monday, after the cornhole tournament, I'll be going to a crab feed. Oh, nice. So, I'm going to be a fat cat. 
All right. Meow. Interesting. A crab feed and a cornhole tournament. You got some big, big, big things coming up. Big things. Have I told you that uh, in June I'll be going to Cozumel in Mexico? I can do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> I know. When it comes to cornhole, I believe it too. Yeah, man. Uh, kind of a surprise thing. Uh, my wife and her mother, so my mother-in-law, were out having uh, drinking wine, having like brunch somewhere at a winery and drinking uh -huh, wine. Uh -huh. They got a few glasses in and uh, uh, the mother-in-law starts telling Amber, my wife, uh, that her 70th is coming up. And so Amber, they're drinking, goes, we should go to Mexico. We should celebrate, right? It's kind of jokingly. Mom-in-law goes, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Well, they're drinking. Amber doesn't think anything of it. Uh, a week later, Amber gets a text. And it's like, uh, here's the island we want to go to. This is the resort we want to stay at. This is the price. Let's do it. And Amber's kind of got this weird grin on her face and looking at her phone and looks at me and goes, so, um, I, uh, so we're going to Mexico. Uh, do you know where your passport is? And I'm like, shit. After our last trip to Mexico, I lost my passport. So I now have an appointment. I'm scrambling to get my pass, a new passport, get everything set, set some money aside, save some money. Cause normally my wife and I, our tradition is we take a trip in September, October, which gives me plenty of time to save money, prepare, be ready, have everything I need. Well, all of a sudden now we're making this jump in June and I'm like, oh shit. My wife is like, so yeah, we're going to Mexico. I kind of said it jokingly. My mom loved the idea. Um, they found an island, they found a resort. It's Cozumel, this is happening, are you in? And I'm like, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm in. Uh, I don't want to stay home, that's for sure. <laughs> like, it's Mexico, I would feel like shit if I got left behind. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'm definitely down. So yeah, we're scrambling to make that happen. Uh, this will now be, I went from a guy who never even got on a plane until I was 38. Now this is my one, two, three. Let's see, I've been to Cancun twice. No, excuse me, Cancun once, Cabo San Lucas twice. Uh, this will be my fifth trip to Mexico now. And mm. I didn't even hop on a plane until I was 38 years old. So um, I'm, I'm excited in the future to see some other places. I'd love to see Italy. Uh, you know, I'd love to Spain, Italy, uh, Europe, just in general would be amazing. London, Paris. I'd love to do that trip at some point. I've heard Alaska is incredible. So there's a lot of places on my list, but I have definitely done Mexico now and done it well. Cause I'm doing it and doing it and doing it well, baby. So yeah, I'm stoked for that. Some news on my end. So you got some cornhole coming up, and but I know you're planning on traveling as well. That was one of your New Year's goals, was to travel. yeah, yeah. So uh, any what any any big places you're stoked for? You got any ideas or thoughts yet on where you'll be going? Or yeah, I'm that's... going to Hawaii. Oh shit, have we talked about that yet? Nah. No. Okay. Um, well, man, that's incredible, dude. Because you've got an inn. Your brother's there. So will you stay with bro, or are we talking resort, hotel? What are we talking about? Uh, well, uh, Bill, part of the reason we haven't talked about it is because going with my lovely lady friend. Ah, that's what's up. So definitely not going to your brother's house. We are actually. Oh, are you? Okay. And one thing which is very, very nice. That saves you so much money. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's huge. Those it, resorts aren't cheap. On top of that is because we're going, uh -huh. we were able to talk my mom into going. And we've been trying to get her to go out there and you know travel ever Heck since yeah. dad passed so uh she is uh, very fond of my uh, lady friend yeah and uh like i keep referring to her as lady yeah, friend lady friend yeah, i yeah, like yeah. it yeah 
Uh, I mean, when do you officially feel comfortable enough to say girlfriend? Are we? Are we not? Is there a, out of pressure here? Bill? No, no, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> I just wondered, just wondering. No, you can say that's fine. Uh, girlfriend's okay. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Got it. I love it. So my lady friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, me, me and the girlfriend, the gal friend. Yes. The lady. Yeah. Uh, she's me, all those things. Yeah, me and the lady uh, are going with mom. We're going out to Hawaii. That's awesome, man. For a week. So that'll be fun. That's um, amazing. And we got it. And, and, and I know we've talked about this a little bit, maybe not on the air, but uh, getting my mom to go and do some stuff it's after huge. passing. Yeah. You know, my dad's passing has been a little bit of a struggle. So the fact that we got out, we, we got her to want to go and be a part of that is awesome. Um, uh, my mom, huge fan of the lady. So uh, That's awesome that, that too. makes it uh, a lot easier. Yeah. And so. Uh, it should be good, man. It's excited. Uh, it, you, and you said it, it saves you a lot of money oh, with dude. the brother, right? Well, one of the things that we had planned, and we're still going to do, but you know how I f go to Portland yes, for work? Well, one day she was going to come and fly up there with me. Nice. And then I was going to work, and then we were going to stay for the weekend. That's and awesome. just kind of do Portland for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And it was literally cheaper for us to fly to Hawaii for a week, then fly That's to Portland crazy. and stay there for the weekend. Yeah. Like significantly cheaper. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a move you got to make. Yeah, 100%. You got to get after it. Well, uh, when's the last time your mom's been to Hawaii? It's been some time. Huh? Uh, my brother got married in, I believe it was 2019. Okay, so it's been a minute. I believe it was 2019. She hasn't I been out be there wrong. in a while. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to think about it. Then the next year was COVID. COVID, yeah, and then, absolutely. you know, for a couple years. And I went in April of 2021. Yep, I remember when you went. Yeah, right before uh, I left my job. And I literally remember I was I was burning sick hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I went yeah. to Hawaii for a week, came back, put in my two weeks notice. Right. Yeah, yes, yeah. I do so, remember that. So that was April 2021. So, yeah. Yeah, that so she's due. She needs to get back out there. That's huge. That's really important for her to do that. I'm so glad you guys are getting that in and getting that time, but able to incorporate her in there. That's that's amazing, man. It's the thing, you know, one of the reasons I go to Mexico so much is because of those all inclusive resorts, because it's, you know, I hate to say it, but there are certain areas in Mexico that you just can't wander off the beaten path. It isn't safe. Right. So these deals include you get your airfare, you get your hotel, you get all your food, all your drinks. And it's like three grand a person for seven days. Right. What people don't remember is that's not an option in Hawaii. When you go to Hawaii, there's no all inclusive. If you go to a resort where all your food and drinks are included, you better be able to take out a loan, you know, and be ready to be in debt for the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. It's it's the States. It's the United States. Food's more expensive there. Gas is more expensive there. Like uh, the hotels are not cheap. So the fact that you can stay with your brother and still get the beauty of the island uh, and save that money that you, for the hotels are so expensive. My wife and I honeymooned there. And the resort we stayed at, it was insane. If we hadn't, we told everybody, don't get, we don't need toasters. We don't need, you know, we have everything. We need money or we're not going to be able to take this trip. Only reason we could afford the trip is because people were incredible and gave us money for our wedding gifts. That's how we footed the bill for our vacation or we wouldn't have taken that vacation at all. It's not cheap. So that's amazing that your brother's able to, I, I love your brother when I, uh, when we were at your dad's um, memorial and we were talking. I'm talking about living in Hawaii. And he goes, your brother tells me, you know what I get sick of? 
is everybody always says to me, well, at least you live in Hawaii. And he's like, yeah, but to me, it's just like another Tuesday. I live there. So what? I'm not allowed to feel like shit because I live in Hawaii. Like, yeah, he's like, man, I'm really depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Whatever's going on. Well, at least you live in Hawaii. And he was just telling me how sick he was of that. And well, like, yeah, I get it. I mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah. And, and it's it, my mom does that too to him. And it drives him crazy. He may have been talking about your mother. I didn't want to bring that up. No, no, no. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say that. She, he'll, he'll be like, she'll call or whatever. Yes. He'll be like sitting in a traffic jam on the on the H1 and you're like not moving. And like, yeah, yeah. You're, you've been sitting there for 25 minutes. And then in yeah. Hawaii, like, it'll just rain out of nowhere for 10 minutes yes. and then it'll stop yeah. and it's just gray and it's ugly and you're sitting in traffic and you got to go to the bathroom and we've all been there, right? 100%. We've all been there. Be like, I hate my effing life right now. I hate it here. Yeah. And then my mom will be like, well, at least you're in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, he, he's not a fan. Yeah. I can tell you right now. But I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, I love that. No, I thought that was an amazing conversation. And, and I think I told you this before, his his sarcasm and his wit, I see you. And I'm sure you hear that all the time. But when I talked to your brother, that was the first time I'd ever had, I'd only just seen your brother in passing, I think. So uh, that was the first long conversation I'd had with him. And we talked about the podcast and some other things. But yeah, I, he, he, you can definitely see the family resemblance, the attitude, the wit, the charm, the, the, the sarcasm. It's all there, man. You guys are definitely related, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, no doubt about it. But I think that's amazing, man. Good for you, dude. That's incredible. What that's gonna be, off the charts. Yeah, because dude, I uh, there's you don't get anywhere fast in Hawaii. Like, there really aren't. At least on the Big Island, there weren't like you don't get on a freeway and go sixty five. It's two lane roads that wind and dip and go through hills and mountains and something that would might take you 30 minutes here takes you 59 minutes there. Like if without well, even traffic, on, even on the highway, like when you get on the highway from the airport to like downtown Oahu or to where my brother lives, it's right. literally like 40 miles an hour is the f- speed limit on the highway. Right. Like everything's like easy, brother. It's all right. No worries. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Not like, you know, you're going 75, which is 10 miles over the speed limit on 99, and you're getting f- people flying. By. Right, absolutely. Yeah, you're going 80, and they're still passing you. Yeah, you don't get that in Hawaii. Like, yeah, when we stayed on the Big Island, our resort was on one end. Everything we wanted to see was on the other end and at least an hour away. So we were driving constantly. It felt like we we're on the road constantly, and it was just long. Yeah. So so definitely Hawaii nice. uh, is, is, is happening. That's already booked. We are going next month. And uh, the Portland thing is something that's still on the, on the table. We're trying to figure that out. Sweet. And I do have something else on deck, which I did not see coming. Uh-huh. But it's looks like looking like it is coming. And uh, I'm starting to feel like I'm okay with it. Um, I did catch a little bit of heat, uh, but it looks like uh, with some inspiration uh, from the lady via uh-huh. my son Justin, right? Your boy Savage O'Malley will be returning to Disneyland. Ah, how long's it been? Uh, f- 
over five years. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, you're getting there now. There's a Marvel land. Well, we we talked, and I think we may have talked about it on here, but I, you know, me and my ex, like that was our place. We had like season passes. Like I did not ever see myself going back or if I was, it wasn't going to be for a while. Right. And uh, my son never been to Disneyland. So I caught some heat from that. Right. Uh, obviously, the lady is a huge fan, so that's a thing too. Yeah. And then uh, women love Disney. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, the uh, you know Justin's son obviously has never been either. Oh, so damn that! I'm jealous. Right there, I could tell you. Well, for one, you're going with your lady friend, and that's the first time you go with your significant other is special. I can remember when the first time my wife and I went, and even though the trip was kind of a disaster, I still have a lot of good memories from it. But going with a little one, Disneyland is meant to be viewed through the eyes of a child. And when you are no longer a child, you should be going with a child and just seeing the pure joy of the magic of that place. Because the last time Amber and I went, we went to Disney World and it was just her and I, and I keep waiting to feel that magic, feel that spark, feel that excitement. Mm-hmm. And it's not there. And I think I finally realized, well, it's because it's, yes, adults love Disneyland, but it's for the kids. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you're no longer a kid and seeing the wonder and the magic in it, you relive it through your kids. And now my kids are grown and it's fun, but it's not the same. So I'm going to be honest, man. I envy you for that because if he's never been, you said his never been. Yeah. So you're going to get to watch his eyes light up and see that magical, wonderful place for the first time. That's an experience, man. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, one of my favorite things about Disneyland, and it has always been this, um, regardless of all the other stuff, is once you walk up there, there's lines everywhere. You get in, and then you, you you go through the scanners, and then there's like that brick thing where like the train track is and you walk through there and then right when you get through there you get to like main street yes it's like when you walk through there yeah you go from whatever you were to being a kid again yes the second you walk through there and you hit main street and the music's playing and it's just your trance you know you're taken to another world they should call that memory lane whatever it is the second you cross over there yeah it's like you're a kid again and it doesn't mean it doesn't matter if you're 20 yeah or 40 or 60 or 70 yeah it it happens every time i could see it i want to be when my mom and dad would go of course yeah i could see like i've seen tiktoks where they're the one of the greatest thing about tiktok is it, it, it has given this avenue to people who do things for people yeah to make tiktoks yes they're making you know they get famous because of it but they're also making money and then turning around and giving it to people yeah so like i've seen these things where like these people that are like influencers and people that do nice things like they'll find this like this couple and they haven't been to disneyland in like 40 years right and they'll take them to disneyland i've seen some of those too and they're just like you know they're pushing them around in the wheelchair and they're on the teacups and they're doing like the little things they're on the train and like these people are like emotional like this has been so great this has been the best day of my life i can't remember how yeah 
you know, I'm, things like that. I'm sure you saw the one too, where he takes the homeless guy. Yeah. There's another one. Yeah. yeah. It's so emotional. It's uh, it's touching. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's on the, on the deck. Looks like that's, that's happening again. I'm stoked, dude. I'm still working on uh, getting to Red Rocks for a concert. So far, there isn't anything on the slate. That's super exciting to me. Uh, Souls of Mischief, hip hop group that I love from the Bay Area, has announced uh, for the 30th anniversary of the 93 Till Infinity album, they're doing 93 dates in 93 days. And the very last date is Red Rocks, September 17th, their last day of the tour. So I don't know how good that show is going to be. Their 93rd show, how tired are they going to be? How wore out they're going to be? And it depends who else is coming. If it's, I don't see Souls of Mischief, they play like. Carlos. I can't see them selling out Red Rocks by themselves. So it'll be depends who's going to be with them. Uh, if they bring all the hieroglyphics and pull out all the stops, I may be going to Colorado in September. I don't know yet. They haven't put tickets on sale. They haven't announced any other information. That slot's still blank on the Red Rocks website. Uh-huh. So, But I'm stoked for it uh, to find out what they're going to do. I love that album. Love the hieroglyphics. Love Souls of Mischief. So, um, so you're looking at your goals, you're working on some stuff. Yes. I'm working on some stuff yes. from the goals. One thing about my goals, I can tell you right now in February, still fat. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> Food, still great. I am. I will say this. I have started, uh, I'd say probably just the last week, week and a half, uh, of really uh, getting up in the morning and making myself get on the elliptical and the treadmill and do some cardio calisthenics. Uh, and I am counting calories. I'm still not doing great with what I'm eating, not getting enough fruits and vegetables yet, but I am watching the calorie count and getting in a lot more exercise. So still not eating enough fruits and vegetables yet and still drinking way too much soda. I, I have not kicked that, not drinking enough water and drinking way too much soda, but my calorie intake's better and my exercise is better. So baby steps, it's baby steps in the right direction. But yes, unfortunately, as of whenever this episode drops, still fat, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> no denying it. No way around it. Not going to lie about it. Not going to sugarcoat it. I respect our fans. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, man. I wasn't ready. Enough. I wasn't ready. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Not going to sugarcoat it for our fans. Still fat. Yeah. yeah absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Crazy or not, I have not... <laughs> I didn't lose 70 pounds in the last three weeks since the last time we were You know what would help that? What would help that? Ah, yeah. Ah, sucky sucky now. (laughs) All I can think of when I hear that is Three's Company. Yeah. (laughs) I just see that and all I can see is the the apartment. It does have that vibe. Three's Company was very 70s. And hey, we talked about great shows, man. There's one. Oh, my God. How good was that show? <laughs> and we talked about great TV show theme songs. Come and knock on a door. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The kisses are hers and hers and his. Please company too. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Okay. Makes sense. So. Here's the thing. I yeah. think it was interesting that you kicked off this episode with an impression of Heath Ledger's The Joker. Mm-hmm. I did. Because there has been 
and, and we've kind of not been able to get around to this and talk about it because we've been talking about so many other things. There, the, the world of DC has been absolutely flipped and turned upside down in the last three to four months. Uh, pretty much after the unfortunate, uh, I, I guess you could call it maybe a failure, maybe a success, it depends who you talk to, of the Black Adam. DC has completely been flipped on its head. They uh, hired James Gunn and Peter Safran to take over running DC. Uh And these gentlemen have made the decision that they are going to completely reboot the DC universe. So DC is now going to be, uh, they're going to do what Marvel did. DC went out and looked for a Kevin Feige. They want to have a united universe. Up until this point, DC's kind of been one-offs. Like, you know, there was the Michael Keaton Batman. There was the Dark Knight Christian Bale Batman. They were in no way, shape, or form connected. There was the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. And then there was uh, the, the Superman movie. I don't even know what the guy's name was who played Superman after Christopher Reeves. There was another movie. None of them connected in any way, shape, or form. They weren't part of the same world. DC was more known as a one-off. Well, now they wanted to hire someone to basically Kevin Feige, the DC universe, and tie it all together. So now the TV shows on HBO Max will connect to the movies, which will connect to the books and the video games. It'll be an all-connected universe. Uh, They actually tried to hire Kevin Feige from everything I read. And of course, why would he leave Marvel? He's got a good thing going. Uh, He said no, but they went to the next thing, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn. And he brought on board Peter Safran. And basically, they have turned DC upside down. They uh, fired... um, Oh, geez. What was the actor's name who they just brought back to play Superman? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill was Superman. Then he was no longer Superman. Then he was rehired as Superman, especially to show up at the end of Black Adam. Spoilers. Sorry. Uh, And then it was immediately fired again, which uh, upset The Rock highly because The Rock had big plans to have a a Superman Black Adam showdown that he wanted very badly, and that didn't happen. So... They, uh, they they canceled the Wonder Woman 3 script. They said they didn't like it. They asked uh, is Patricia Jenkins, I think, is the director of Wonder Woman films. I forget. Uh, if she could rewrite it to make it work for their, for their new universe. And she said, no, she wasn't interested in the changes, so she's backing out. Uh, no word on whether Gal Gadot will still be Wonder Woman. Um, they haven't said... They did say there is the opportunity for Jason Momoa to still be Aquaman. And as I said in last week's episode or the week before, there still is an opportunity for Ezra Miller to be the Flash. But Cavill's out. There will be a new Superman. Uh, And uh, from here on out, all the movies will connect. uh, And all the television shows will connect. And uh, I'm going to kind of break down and give you some, some of the shows that they... So what, when they took over three months ago, uh, Gunn promised that in, that they were going to put together a slate, a lineup. They were going to let us know what their plans were and what they were going to do moving forward. And they did make the announcement on February 1st of what their plans were. Now, none of this obviously is 100% set in stone. Some of it could change because it's still very early. 
but this is what they told the Hollywood Reporter. This is James Gunn and Peter Safran's plans for uh, the, the future. I guess you would call it phase one mm-hmm. of the DC Universe. So the first thing that they're talking about is uh, da, 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 a show called Creature Commandos, a seven-episode animated series written by Gunn that is already in production. Originally a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. This is a modern take on the concept. The voice actors have yet to be cast, but the executives are looking to find people who can voice the animated characters and also portray the live action versions when the anti-heroes show up in movies and in series. And if this plays out like everything they're saying, all the TV shows will be on HBO Max. So I no longer have HBO Max, but if this stuff starts looking good, I'm going to have to bite the bullet and pay for it. That actually sounds good. Creatures brought on board to fight Nazis. Uh-huh. Interesting. I, 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 If I had HBO Max, I'd watch that. Um, you? Yeah. I mean, I'm all these things I'll definitely check out. And, and then see until, from there. Until. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, another uh, HBO Max series, Waller. A spinoff of Gun's own HBO Max hit series Peacemaker, Viola Davis, who's incredible, will return as the ruthless and morally ambiguous head of a government task force. It is being written by Crystal Henry from The Watchmen and Jeremy Carver, the creator of the Doom Patrol TV series, which I have not watched. It's on HBO Max also. Um, Waller, her character, she runs the Suicide Squad. She's the one that kind of... Mm-hmm. And kind of fucks them over on a regular basis, and they end up screwing her in, in both the Suicide Squad movies and kind of doing their own thing in the end. Um, yeah, again, if I have HBO Max, I'll check it out and see. Uh, so far, these two things seem interesting, but nothing that's blowing me away yet, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, yo! Superman, next up. There's no dates, obviously, on this stuff yet. Next up, Superman The Legacy. This is the reboot of Superman, the movie featuring the Man of Steel that Gunn is writing and may direct, although no commitments have been made. While the two previous titles are meant to be uh, Saffron's word, Superman is the true kickoff for the duo's DCU plans. It's not an origin story. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice in the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks kindness is old-fashioned. A release date of July 11th, 2025 has been penciled in. So I kind of like that idea of, you know, we're in a world where being nice, being truth, justice in the American way is seen as corny. And he's trying to figure that out. I, I like the fact that it's not an origin story. We all know his planet blew up, and as a baby, he was dropped off here. It's what Marvel did with Spider-Man when they brought in Tom Holland. Right. We knew he was bitten by a spider. We didn't need to see all that again. They just let us run with it and assumed we knew. That's what they're doing with Superman. I kind of like that. Um, Superman's never been my, like, as a kid, he was my favorite. But growing up now, obviously, I like Batman more. So, I, But I'll watch it for sure. You? It's like two years from now. I know. But who knows? I know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, probably. They don't even know who they are. Here's the thing is, like, and, and, and for me, it comes down to this. Like, You could give me like a list of Batmans and stuff that's going to happen for the next 10 years. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like Batman. Sure. Superman to me, I'm like, eh. 
I mean, probably, maybe. I don't know. It depends on what it looks like. Right. Like, I'm not a huge Superman guy. Like, I didn't think the Man of Steel movies were that great. Like, I'm just not a huge Superman guy. But maybe that's just the way because they've been done lately. Cavill maybe. was starting to grow on me. It sucks that he got fired. I was actually starting Twice. to like. Yeah, I was starting to like Cavill. I love the scene in uh, in the, the Snyder Cut, and it's also in the regular Justice League, too, where they bring Superman back to life. And for a minute, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and the entire Justice League is trying to fight off Superman, and they can't. And Cavill is so good in that moment of fighting them all off and making it just look like it's so easy for him. That, love, is, that is a good scene. Yeah, so that's the best scene in either Justice League. It's incredible. Uh, okay, next... Uh, Lanterns. Greg Berlanti's long-in-the-works Green Lantern TV series has been scrapped, and Gunn and Saffron have parted ways with the longtime DC series steward. In its place will be a new take on the space cops with power rings. Our vision for this much is very much in the vein of True Detective. It's terrestrial-based. It will feature prominent Lantern heroes Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. I didn't watch the, uh, the first the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. Heard it was terrible. Had no desire to see it. I know nothing about the character of Green Lantern. So this TV show is not really exciting me, to be honest. I don't know. I know a lot of people love Green Lantern. Right. And were really bummed that the that the movie sucked so bad. Did you watch the movie? I did not. I didn't either. So this one, I heard True Detective is a great show. Then they're basing it kind of on that, but in space. So eh, it could be good. But I don't know anything about Green Lantern. So right now that one's not doing anything for me. This one sounds interesting, and I've never heard of it. The Authority, a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 90s under an influential imprint known as Wildstorm. One of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of heroes and villains, said Gunn. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys, giant things from the sky come and good guys win. There are white hats, black hats, and gray hats. They are kind of like a Jack Nicholson and a few good men. They know what that you want them. They know that you want them on the wall, or at least, or at least they believe it. So yeah, it's kind of a cool idea about these guys that defend the planet, but aren't always doing it in the right way. I have no clue. I've never heard of it, uh, but it sounds kind of interesting. I loved a few good men, so they mentioned that. Uh, Paradise Lost. Oh. Any thoughts on the authority? They don't really say much, but not much there. Yeah, yeah. Paradise Lost. The duo described this HBO Max series of Game of Thrones style drama set on an all female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace, Themyscira, filmed with political intrigue and scheming and between power players. It takes place before the events of the Wonder Woman films. So, a, a, a Game of Thrones movie that takes place on the island of Wonder Woman, pre Wonder mm -hmm. Woman. Right. Eh, you know, TV show. Again, if I have HBO Max, might check it out. Right. I, I, you know, again, like so far, I'm gonna be honest with you, James Gunn DC Universe, not not lighting my world on fire. Right. Not not super stoked here. Next, the Brave and the Bold. This is the introduction of the DCU Batman, said Gunn, of Bruce Wayne, and also introduces our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little son of a bitch. The whoa, movie will whoa, take. Whoa. The movie will take inspiration from the now classic Batman run written by Grant Morrison that introduced Batman to a son he never knew existed, a murderous tween raised by assassins. It's a very strange father and son story, and importantly, it will feature a Batman not played by Robert Pattinson. 
Okay. So Batman finds out he has a son who's a son of a bitch raised by assassins, and he's probably trying to reconnect with him and save him called Brave and the Bold. First one in this list that has my attention. I, I That's interesting to me. Batman has a bastard son who's an asshole. So bastard son raised by assassins who's a bad dude. And and Batman's got a, and it's Batman's son. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> just another day. Just a Tuesday for Savage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the first one on this list. That does sound good. That that that's interesting. I'd never heard of that story. I'd read that comic book. That sounds incredible. But they say there is also the Batman sequel with Pattinson. We'll continue to portray the Dark Knight in at least one more crime saga movie directed by Matt Reeves. That movie, The Executives Revealed, will be released October 3rd, 2025. I don't know why so long. That's the last one was it was last, two and a half years and it was last year that movie right right 2022 why are they making us wait so long on that uh and uh, this movie is being titled the batman part two hmm, creative and yeah <laughs> you ever ask yourself like why are these people in hollywood why do they make so much money and then you hear you hear these names yeah and you're like okay now i get it yeah that's what it. if we call this the Batman part two. Hey, genius, genius. That's why you get the big bucks. Yeah. Well done, Scott. So, and they're saying it with, with that being, uh, with two Batman movies and the Superman reboot, 2025 is going to be a very big year for the DC crowned Saffron James Gunn DC era. So yeah, Superman and Batman in the same year. Crazy. So next, Booster Gold, an HBO Max series based on a unique, lesser-known hero created in 1986. Saffron said this about the series. It's about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to the present day and pretends to be a superhero using that. Gunn described it as an imposter syndrome superhero show. That's kind of interesting to me. Guy from the future just has regular technology that they use every day. Right. But in our timeline... It makes him a hero because we haven't seen anything like it. And he pretends to be a hero and he's kind of gotten to fake his way through it. Uh, that's, a, I think, a solid premise for a show. Chalk that up is the second thing on here that kind of piques my interest for me. I'm interested in that. Booster How goal. many things have you listed so far? Uh, we're at least at, this is the 10th at least. There's So 20%? Yeah, we're at 20% so far. Next, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, taking its cues from the recent Tom. Less than 20%. Yeah, we're down now. This movie promises a different take on what most think when Superman's cousin comes to mind. We will see all the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents, and she wasn't, basically. Uh, yeah, I have no interest in that. Never watched any Supergirl movies, never watched cartoons, never... You know, it's not that there can't be a female Superman. I have no problem with it. It just doesn't interest me. Has nothing to do with gender. No, I don't have a problem with Miss Marvel. No, I meant with uh, you watched the Miss Captain Marvel. Marvel. You watched Miss Marvel TV show? Yeah, I watched most of it. I didn't see that one yet. I've it heard was good all right, things, but, but Captain yeah. Marvel was good. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with her. I yeah. My only problem with the Marvels movie is it's just been so long, and it's not just Captain Marvel. They're bringing in a bunch of other people, which I'm just not excited for it. But it has nothing to do with Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, next, Swamp Thing, a horror film. You know how I feel about horror movies. I've said it on this podcast several times. I don't watch them. So this is way off my radar. There was a Swamp Thing TV show on HBO Max that got canceled uh, that was supposed to be really good. 
I can tell you this, uh, oh, you nasty, huge fan of the Swamp Thing show. Yeah, I heard it was excellent. Huge fan. Tried to get me on it, but then it was off, and then I had to like log on to a different thing. But huge fan. Yeah, I heard. I've heard good things. I just when they call it a horror film, you lose me right there. I'm not a big big horror guy. Um, that's when the horrors come and that, in. That's when the horrors come in, and of course, I kind of like her idea. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy boy. And of course, before that, you know, before all that stuff comes out, we've got Shazam and we've got The Flash and we've got Aquaman. Those all come out. Those are the last of the original slated lineup. Mm-hmm. Once those are done, it's all James Gunn and Saffron's universe. Um, now, none of this is 100% set in stone, obviously. This is just, they've only been on board for three months. And this is what they've come up with as a just kind of a a loose proposal for what they're looking for for the future. But I've always been more of a a Marvel guy. Uh, For me, it's always been Spider-Man and the Hulk and Iron Man. As a kid, I loved Christopher Reeve's Superman. And I grew to love Batman as an older man, as I I got old, basically. Uh, Of course, started with Michael Keaton's Batman. But for me... Not a lot here that's 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 firing up my motor and getting me excited, you know? Uh, I like the bastard son Batman thing. That's other huge. Than, other than that, nothing really blew me away. Yeah, the booster gold has promise. Uh, but, you know, as you were saying on a previous episode, hey, it could come out and get shit on and everybody could say it's terrible and then you're no longer excited. Or some of the stuff that we were like, meh. People could be like, yo, I just saw it three times. And the critics could say 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And we could be like, all right, I'm in and be blown away. So, but as of right now, Batman with the bastard son. That's where we're at. Yeah. And that's why, what, three years from now? Yeah, that's in 2025, along with the the Chris Pattinson Batman and a Superman. Robert. Yeah, Robert, excuse me, Robert Pattinson. Who's Chris Pattinson? No one. I just made it I'm up. I'm sure it's someone. Yeah, I'm sure there's a Chris Pattinson out there. So, yeah, and of course, this all comes on the heels of the Dwayne Johnson debacle, where uh, basically they were saying all accounts say that his Black Adam movie needed to make $600 million to break even. Uh, and everybody was saying that this is a failure. The Rock failed. He didn't make this happen. Um, well, Rock refuted this and says, this is not fair. This is not true. He says, I waited to confirm with the financers before I shared this excellent Black Adam news. Our film will profit between $52 million and $72 million. Fact. At almost $400 million worldwide, we are building our new franchise step-by-step. Step. Remember, the first Captain America did $370 million. This is for the DC future. We're just getting started. Um, I feel like Dwayne sugarcoating it a bit on that. Um, even at $52 million to $72 million profit, that sounds like a lot. Right. For a movie, that's not. That's not great. Um, 400, especially mil- a superhero movie. Yes. 300 and, oh, and maybe saw 15, right? Dwayne Johnson is the biggest movie star in the world right now. This movie had the biggest opening weekend of his career and then proceeded to not carry that momentum. Once people saw it, critic reviews weren't good. Fan reviews weren't great. Uh, and it killed the momentum of this film to where 340 million worldwide is okay. If this was Hobbs and Shaw, 
that'd be fine. That would be okay. Three hundred million. Right. Four, I think he said it's going to cap out at four hundred million. That would be fine because you know what they count. They take into account the DVD sales and the streaming sales and all that into the account. So they're saying it's going to turn fifty-two to seventy-two after all that. But his one thing that I don't like, and here's my argument. He said, "Remember the first Captain America did three hundred and seventy million. Yeah, okay, that's true. But the first Captain America was eleven years ago. So if you uptake ticket sales, if you take eleven years ticket sales and put, all right, now we got three D a lot more prevalent, IMAX is everywhere. You got forty X." Sometimes you're paying up to $20 for a ticket. You put today's movie prices on that movie from 11 years ago, it makes a lot more than $370 million. Add another 5 or $6 to every single one of those tickets. Also, Chris Evans was no one when they made that first Captain America movie. Most people thought it was a mistake casting him because the only thing we knew him from was the shitty Fantastic Four movies where he played the, right. the Human Torch. People were like, why? The biggest movie star in the first Captain America is probably Tommy Lee Jones, who was not a draw. So not only was it 11 years ago when ticket prices were cheaper, but you did not have any massive movie stars. Hugo Weaving played the Red Skull, probably the biggest star in that movie at the time, along with Tommy Lee Jones. Neither one of those guys are massive box office draws. So it's 11 years ago, ticket prices, and it's, it's no movie stars. This movie had the, the Rock is the biggest movie star in the world at today's ticket prices, and the movie made three hundred and forty million dollars. And look, I'm I liked Black Adam. Right, me too. You and I gave it fair reviews. Clearly, we were we weren't in the norm on that. We weren't in the majority. Most people did not favor it, did not like it, and it didn't do it didn't do as well as they'd hoped. So, and the Rock's not clearly not used to that. He is has a lot of success and a lot of the rumors were he went into dc and started pushing had his team come in and basically were telling people what to do he his team was a huge part of getting henry cavill back and apparently he said he went over executives heads and went straight to the top with his team and was like we want cavill back this is what's going to happen with the black adam we're creating this whole universe and this is going to happen and that's going to happen and then james gunn and peter saffron were like uh no uh, there may be a future for The Rock, uh, the Black Adam, way down the line. And you just saw, up until 2025, what they're planning, no Black Adam. I didn't hear Black Adam in there. No, there was not. So that was a nice way for them to say, yeah, Rock, goodbye. Maybe in the future we'll use you. Well, what? We're up to 2025. The Rock's 50 right now. So we, we ain't a lot more time for the Black Adam. Like, The Rock can only stay in this kind of physique for, you know, I mean... He's good, but I'm just saying, if they wait till 2030, it could be a rough Black Adam mm -hmm. flick. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I mean, I get it. He's not used to failure. He's the biggest movie star in the world. Uh, he, he was a champion for Black Adam. Nobody wanted... He has been trying to play the Black Adam for the last 15 years. This is a role he really wanted. He fought hard for this role. And he finally gets it. It's his baby. It's his team. They put it together. They promote the fuck out of it. And it unfortunately, this happens in movies. It did not do what they wanted it to do. Movies cost a lot to make. 
and they cost a lot to promote, and they've got to make a shit ton to turn a profit. And, you know, according to him, it's going to. 50 to 2 to 72 million dollars that's not getting executives excited right anywhere in a boardroom you know what i'm saying they're not going let's start planning the sequel take that 52 million and put it towards the yeah you know what i'm saying like 52 million to us is a ton of money yeah to make a movie it's nothing right okay you just played the rock salary now what's next yeah that's it like literally that's what 52 million gets you you paid two of the actors salaries maybe Depending on who they are. Maybe we can reboot Cheers. Yes. Now I'm now you're talking. Starring The Rock? As Sam, Sammy Mayday Malone. What do you think? Oh, that would be so terrible. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't even imagine. But I mean, so things have been shaken up in the in the DC world. Uh, and but they've got plans. They're rebooting, they're starting over, and they're basically following the Marvel blueprint. You know, there hasn't been a lot of success. There's still people screaming to restore the Snyderverse. That's not happening. That's over. Snyder's moved on. They still want to scream, though. Yeah, but of course, that's the internet. That's what it's for, right? But it's over. sure that's what it's for. I mean, hey, look at... uh, It's what it's become. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it probably wasn't what it was intended for. You're right. But I mean, if you're going to follow a blueprint, it's they got somebody from that Marvel world who's had three getting ready to have his third successful film with the Guardians of the Galaxies franchise. He's dabbled in the DC world with The Peacemaker, which I thought was a great show. I know you didn't care for it. I really enjoyed The Peacemaker show. And James Gunn also directed uh, the second Suicide Squad film, which was you and I both enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. So this guy has had success in the Marvel world and the DC world. So, I mean, he's, he's dipped his foot in both pools and he's done well with it. Marvel's killing it. They've got the blueprint. It's right there. Why not follow it? I mean, it only right. makes sense to me. But you can follow a blueprint all you want. You know, I, I can't cook, right? You give me the recipe to a cake, an award-winning cake. If I bake it, it's probably still going to taste like shit. So James Gunn's going to have a lot of scrutiny. These superhero movies already get scrutinized the fuck out of. Right. He... If he screws up Batman or Superman, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, he's got his work cut out for him. I'll, I'll give him that. I don't envy him. I wouldn't want to be him. I can tell you that right now. He's he's definitely got a big uphill battle for DC starting over and trying to match Marvel. And clear things out. Yeah. I mean, he's starting fresh, basically. So right. it'll be interesting to see what he does. I'm definitely on board to kind of watch and and see where it goes. But uh, from that that slate that he laid out there, not too excited. Um, I'll tell you this, buddy. Yeah. I am... I don't know if you heard this, but this came out a little bit ago. Did you know they are making a John Candy documentary? No, but I'm in. John yeah. Candy is You know man. who announced it? No. Who let it slip, I guess? No. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Now, it's a With John Candy trending, I will say I love him so much. At Maximum Effort is working on a documentary of his life with Colin Hanks, Expect Tears. Oh, Colin Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks' son is a great documentarian. He's that, That's really what he's, he, he dabbled in acting for a while, but... He made a great documentary, and I've only seen bits and pieces of it, about the rise and fall of Tower Records. Because, uh-huh. you know, the Hanks is, Tom is from, like, Oakland and went to Sac State and 
So they've got a lot of foothold in the Sacramento area, uh, a lot of love for Sac. So he did a, Colin Hanks did a documentary on uh, Tower Records. It's, I've seen bits and pieces. It looks excellent. I want to see it all the way through, but I haven't. And Colin Hanks is in one of my favorite movies with Jack Black, Orange County. I absolutely love that movie. It's really old now, but it's one of my favorites. I'm trying to find it on Blu-ray and I haven't found it yet. I just love that film. But yeah, I'm stoked for that. John Candy's incredible. I thought you were going to say that they were going to just like make a movie of his life. I'm like, you're not going to find an actor to play John Candy. That would be ridiculous. It's, Can't do it. It's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, I'm on board for a good documentary. The Farley documentary. You, when you talk about expect tears, that one is emotional, man. I was a big Chris Farley fan, so that documentary is so sad. And then whenever Sandler plays tribute to him and sings the song that he wrote for him, it gets me every time, man. I can watch anytime I come across that on YouTube, I watch it and it chokes me up, man, because I'm such a big Farley fan and as well as John Candy, like just incredible, man. Yo, how we doing on time, man? Are we sure? Are we uh, where are we at? We're about close to shut it down, but I do want to tell you one thing. Yes. Um, Reynolds is the producer on the dock. Okay. And while Hank's involvement was previously unclear, Variety now reports he's the director of the film. Good. Hank's is also known for his work as an actor in projects like American Crime Story, Life in Pieces, and including the documentary feature All Things Must Pass, chronicling the rise and fall of Tower Records. Yes. I've got to find a place to watch that to see that all the way through. I'm stoked for that. But yeah, that's exciting news. John Candy, incredible. Uh, his fa- his father, Tom Hanks, famously appeared alongside Candy in two films, Splash and Volunteers, which also starred Colin's mother, Rita Wilson. The other Hanks described the comic actor as one of the great gifts to humankind. I don't think he ever met a person he didn't have a great conversation with. I don't think he ever met a person they didn't feel were lucky to have been able to chat with John for a while. Absolutely, man. I mean, his cameo in Home Alone is so classic. And let's not even talk about planes, trains, and automobiles. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Great Outdoors. Oh, my God. The Great Outdoors. Yes. The list, it just goes on and on and on. He's... He's There's awful. nothing left on that plate but fat and gristle. Yeah. <laughs> yep, the old 96er. Gotta, you got to polish it off. Big bear, big bear. Bear, bear, big, big bear. Yeah, so good, man. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, bring it on, dude. I'll, I'm, I'll watch that all day. All day. John Candy is one of those guys. Oh, listen, what about uh, Barf? Yes. Oh, Spaceballs. 100%. Absolutely. And it makes sense that Ryan Reynolds on board because Ryan Reynolds is Canadian and mm-hmm. so, so is John Candy. Right. So that makes total sense. Hell yeah, dude. When's that coming out? doesn't have a date, but they this. So the original thing was kind of uh, Ryan and Reynolds let it slip in October. They just commented about it um, right now, recently, a couple days ago, that. Uh, it's starting to leak a little bit more, so it's already happening. So, and they also they did state that it is going to be. Let's see. It says it's coming to Prime Video. Oh, nice! I'm a Prime member. I love it. Unless your bill, it's going to be on HBO Max. <laughs> so I'm not really exactly sure when it's coming. Oh, there's an article that says all this information, and it says click to read the full article. Uh, yeah. Come on. You know what happens when you said so a lot of times you click and it takes you to some paid site or something. I hate that shit. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway, it looks like it's coming it's to coming. Prime. It's coming. Shit. Yeah. 
the, the information that's sneaking out now means it's coming sooner than later. Yes, I'm down 100%. Ryan Reynolds doesn't usually put a stamp on something unless it's quality. He's, 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 he gets behind some good stuff, as we know. Mm-hmm. What I noticed in those top movies, no, uh, I don't know when the Deadpool Wolverine movie's coming out, but I must be. And it's coming soon. Is it? Okay, because I, I know they're just getting ready to start filming maybe but maybe that's not till 2024 maybe but right it wasn't in our top movies coming out for 2023 so i'm guessing that must be not happening this year but stoked for that one love ryan reynolds we're also supposed to be getting another free guy movie which which was a sleeper of an amazing movie yes 100 percent great film so yeah love him love his work i even liked red notice which was really cheesy and super corny on netflix so corny and dumb and over the top and silly but i still enjoyed it because ryan reynolds just always makes me laugh and he's always a good time so i'm in so uh yeah man uh let us know every anybody that's listening let us know if any of those dc projects excited you what are you looking forward to what are you not looking forward to do you think james gunn is going to turn it around and be able to build a universe that's as successful as marvel or is he going to tank and be an utter failure? Are you down with the Snyderverse? Do you want the Snyderverse? Do you not want the Snyderverse? What do you think of the future of DC? We would love to know. Uh, are you stoked for the John Candy? What's your favorite John Candy movie? I'd love to hear that. Oh, my gosh. We need to have a whole John Candy show, Yo, dude. Are we talking about a John Candy draft? We did the candy draft. We could do the John Candy draft, dude. Watch out. That's a problem. That could be a huge problem. Get us out of here before we start thinking about John Candy movies. That's right. Go for another hour. You got it. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, I'll see you in the 209. Hey, I'll probably see you in the 209 too. As well. Peace. Bye.